You're listening to the Overtime Strength and Conditioning Podcast, a show that welcomes all from the Hoots community and is dedicated to discuss all things basketball and strength and conditioning. I'm your host, Akil Robinson, and I'm a strength and conditioning coach that has delved into the world of basketball. If you're looking to take your basketball performance to the next level, regardless of your skill set or just have an interest in the game, this is the podcast for you. So welcome to the Overtime community. Let's get it. What's going on, everybody? Now, wherever you are in the world, thank you for joining me on the first episode of the podcast. As the saying goes, everything happens for a reason. And this episode is dedicated to taking you on my journey from where I started as a young basketball player to where I am now as a strength and conditioning coach and proud owner of Overtime Strength and Conditioning. Now, for those that don't know me, let's kick things off properly. My name's Akira Robinson, I'm 23 years old and I'm living in England. I'm chilled, I'm laid back and I think my personality speaks for itself really. For those that know me, I like to have a laugh, I like to have fun, but also I like to work hard. So with the creation of the podcast, there was no rationale really to it. I thought it would be a great idea to step away from your more commercial platforms on social media. I have an Instagram and Facebook page for the brand and instead of posting tons of content and typing huge captions on these platforms, how about I take an alternative route and create some audio content for those who may prefer it or are starting to listen to podcasts or get into them. Hopefully you can get a feel for me as an individual the more and more this podcast grows and evolves. So I hope you enjoy the podcast series, immerse yourself, kick back, relax and have fun. So I think my journey basically starts off with how I actually got into basketball and it's a weird story because I actually played football for my school on weekdays and a local league team on Sundays and looking back on it now, I was a pretty good football player. My Sunday league team, we were awful, actually we were trash and we used to get smoked every weekend but with the school team We had a decorated team full of good football players. I had friends that played basketball and it wasn't really appealing to me at the time because of the few personal successes I had when I was playing football. With my local league team, I had a few scouts watching me because I was by far the best player on the team, top goal scorer in the league every season. But when you're young, you just want to play sports and you don't really pay attention to these things. You know, you just want to have fun. You want to do stuff that you enjoy. So pursuing a football career wasn't even a thought back then. But looking back on it now, I definitely had the potential and I think I could have gone pro for sure. So at the time, I'm in my early teens and football was my thing until I met a good friend of mine, even to this day, Patrick Jenner. Shout out P Money. He was the one that actually introduced me to the sport of basketball. He lived down the road from my area in Nottingham, England, and he played basketball for his school and for the national league team at the time and that's where it all started he kind of said to me like oh yeah like have you ever thought about playing basketball and i should give it a try and at the time i had some friends playing basketball at school but that initial conversation i had with patrick changed everything and it led to a plethora of things and i never turned back so i made the jump and decided to start playing basketball while still playing football for my school But my first ever experience um, or training camp or whatever you want to call it or where I first dribbled the ball was actually at the Nottingham Wildcats arena where there was a scheme called Aim Higher. I think Patrick was the one who actually introduced me to it and got me to go. 
I remember Siobhan Pryor and Hannah Shaw, two decorated and influential athletes in women's basketball, being my coaches during this scheme. And I remember seeing a handful of young teens, not many of us, who would show up on a weekly basis for around six weeks. And I remember this being my first introduction to basketball. It wasn't a good one for sure, but it was crazy. Now, majority of the players that attended the scheme had a foundation of the game and were somewhat skilled. And then there was Patrick, who was like the shining star of the group. He could do everything. He demonstrated everything and made everything look so easy. And at the time, I definitely says like, boy, I definitely want to be him. I wanted to be him bad. The scheme as a whole showed me the importance of teamwork and attributes you didn't really get from playing football. I was introduced to a fast-paced game. It was energetic. You know, you could shoot three pointers. You could hit layups. You could hit jump shots perform backdoor cuts as well as other aspects of the game and this was really attractive so moving on that kind of led me to take basketball more seriously so i attended my local park and i just tried to replicate things that i'd been exposed to at the scheme i wasn't really good and i remember getting frustrated a lot um, but i took it upon myself to play with my school and join my friends who were already playing There wasn't many of us, it was nothing competitive, just, you know, your typical after-school basketball sessions run by your PE teachers who didn't really know much about basketball, and they kind of specialised in other sports such as football, but as you do in England in the school system, you have PE teachers who have to teach multi-sports, so our after-school sessions were really basic, you know, dribbling a basketball, running around, no technical model just a lot of messing around really now i want you to picture your school football coach running your basketball sessions and trying to teach me layups it was a joke it was funny now as time went on we got to compete in our local schools competitions and boy we were awful we played schools during these competitions who had players that represented the city and played national league basketball like I remember playing Patrick's school a few times and he literally ran circles around us. We didn't know how to play at all. We had no structure at all. And all we knew was the structure of our after school sessions. We couldn't really dribble the ball, couldn't buy a layup. And we shot jumpers like we were taking football throwings. You know, it's horrendous, right? And I remember one tournament which led me to meet someone who was quite an important factor of my basketball development also an influential person in my life so we are playing this tournament and we are getting whooped as per and i remember someone watching us from the sideline with a purple hoodie on and his hoodie said nottingham academy basketball and i didn't know who he was at the time he was just a spectator watching but as mentioned this person later on became someone who was very influential within my basketball development but also in my life as a young individual moving on down the line i can't remember how specifically but i somehow find out that my school was actually somewhat of a basketball academy which meant that you'd be a student athlete and simply put you get to play lots of basketball and study at the same time and it was run by the person who actually watched me play in that school tournament in his purple hoodie and his name was phil waghorn I remember being in school and having our PE sessions which were held at the Nottingham Wildcats Arena and if you've been to this arena you would know it's quite open 
So we would walk through the arena after finishing our PE session in the back room. And as we're walking through the arena, on the main court was Phil. He was with five girls who at the time were final year six form students. And I remember them running through drills, going through motions, setting screens, backdoor cuts. And it was beautiful to watch. And from that moment, I said to myself, like, I would do anything to get involved. Basketball became an important factor to me to the point where I remember there was myself and a few of my friends who would sneak out the school during lunchtime, go to the arena, hide around the bleachers and watch field sessions. We also did this during PE where protocol was you finish your PE session, you get changed and you walk back to the school. But we didn't walk back to the school. We would hide just to watch field sessions. And Phil knew we shouldn't be there, but he still let us watch regardless. Getting caught wasn't an issue. The issue was that I was not in that environment. I remember constantly asking the PE teachers and sport teachers, like, how can I get myself involved in this? You know, and it was evident to them that I wanted to get involved. I was young, I was eager to get involved. Basketball seemed like this sport that would take me to another realm. I definitely wanted to be part of this. So I'm in year 10 now, I'm about 14 or 15. And I remember my sport teacher having a word with me, basically saying that she had had a conversation with Phil and the school and they had come to an agreement. The agreement was if I get my sport work done, get ahead of the class I could go play basketball with Phil you know and this was my opportunity and boy I didn't blow it guess what I did that's right I sat in my sport lessons on my computer where I'd always sit on the computer which was always facing the wall there would be no distractions and I'll be able to hold myself accountable and I just got over my work I fulfilled my part of the agreement with the school and so did they because I was ahead of my work and I could officially leave the school to go across the road to the Nottingham Wildcats arena and play basketball. Now it's funny when looking back on it because I just remember leaving the class while everybody was getting on with the work that I had already completed and as you can imagine it rubbed some of the students the wrong way. So I did it. I walked out the school with the biggest smile on my face and here I am at the arena meeting Phil for the first time properly. Now I remember Phil being there, stood in front of me, and boy, like, he had this crazy aura around him, like, he was this huge figure, not literally huge, but at the time, he was taller than me, and he had his purple Nottingham Academy basketball hoodie on, he had black tracksuit bottoms on, which were Jordan brand, he had Jordan shoes on as well, and he just stood there with his hands in his pockets, you know, chewing his chewing gum. I just remember saying to myself, like, yeah, like, Kumanakio, this is the guy and as you do as a young individual you just immerse yourself within new endeavors and new things and Phil's appearance and the way he carried himself led a lot of people to be like wow like this person is serious I remember thinking to myself you know he's gonna work me hard and he did so from there I joined Mitchell Saxby, Amelia Harris and Sadie Russell where we were the official four basketball athletes at Nottingham Academy. So that's how it kind of started really. That's how I kind of got into basketball and made that transition from the young kid who took his friend's advice, went to a scheme and then made another transition to wanting to play more and more. Then making a break to being a student athlete and joining the basketball academy. And it only went onwards and upwards from there. 
my basketball game developed quickly and I kind of gave myself a competitive advantage because I would get ahead of my work and that allowed me to play more basketball. Later on, I represented my region, East Midlands, twice. You know, I became this decorated hooper within my city. I put a lot of time in, I put a lot of effort in and I grinded a lot. You know, basketball was serious. It became a part of me, a lifestyle and I lived it. Um, to its fullest you know I would put in I would put in work I can't lie I would put in so much work to the point where I would be at my local park from morning till night time and you know I was with you know people like Simba Damani my younger brother uh, Travon Patrick now and again came and there was a few of us like who would go to the park and we would grind from morning till night I remember me and Travon we would attend any basketball court we could in Nottingham and we would just hoop you know, whether we work on a left-handed dribble through the legs or whatever. Looking back on it now, me and Trevon put in so much work. I would be at his house quite often, you know, we would talk basketball, watch basketball. He continuously motivated me and pushed me, you know, to a realm which I thought I would never get to. And vice versa, really. He told me that I reminded him of Ty Lawson, the way I moved and finished around the rim. And he reminded me of a good few players, but... We spent a lot of time together developing and getting better. You know, we hit the sauna, we hit the steam room, we went swimming a few times. We did so much over a period of time to which I look back on it now and I'm thankful for it all really. These are memories and these are moments I'm never going to forget. These are both memories and moments that help me push through, you know, struggles and things I go through to this day. I'm always going to be thankful for the people and the players that have helped influence my development as a basketball player but also as an individual because there's a lot of situations that I can take from my days as a young hooper that I can apply to things which go off in my life to this day you know basketball was literally life I put in so much work I put in the time I put in the energy and it benefited me and it helped me so much I played men's basketball at the age of 16 and we created a juggernaut team with Nottingham Academy in sixth form, playing alongside players like Matt Parker, Patrick Janner, Trezell Spencer, and Javante McGregor. And this team was crazy within itself, and I can't really forget any of the other hoopers at the academy. You know, there were John, Tuz, Sim, Trigger, Elijah, Roach, Callum, Calum, Quentin, Lewis, Tan, Michelle, Inesh. And the list goes on really so sorry if i've missed you out or i've missed anybody out but boy i've met some good people man and even shout out to ben stanley um who also played a key role in my development people like dave greenway from his tuesday and thursday night sessions you know they were torture but we got through them in the end people like physio man you know who you are we met him at the age of 16 and we're still in contact to this day you know someone i consider as my mentor we used to have so much fun when I was younger. We used to play one-on-ones. We used to shoot three-pointers and have a laugh, really. And even to all the women in the Women's Basketball League who I met and got to kick it with, I can't lie. Basketball has allowed me to meet some great people. To this day, I still keep in contact and keep back with people I hooped with. Now, this is just a small snapshot of my basketball journey. And while I reflect on my journey and have spoken about some of the benefits and successes basketball has provided me with, I have encountered many downfalls and barriers along my journey, i.e. injury. Now, despite the successes 
um, I've mentioned injury was a barrier that always seemed to get in my way and I think it's a common thing really among the hoops community you have so many talented players who always face injury and it's a shame I encountered chronic back pain knee problems and sore ankles all the time so I did spend a lot of my time on the sideline or in the bleachers because of this and I think I was about 18 years old when these injuries started to take their toll really Um, on top of that I was young I was going through some personal things and basketball became a hindrance I wasn't enjoying it at all I had left the men's team abruptly mid-season I played less and less with my sixth form to the point where I took a step away from the game and I felt like this was the best decision for me at the time so at that point I literally hung my boots up and stopped playing basketball now sitting here at 23 years old talking about this is this something I regret? hell no, I don't regret it at all as mentioned I felt like it was the best decision for me at the time um, because of injury and because of some of the personal things I was going through and it allowed me to take a step back have a think about what I wanted to do and the next steps I wanted to take so after sixth form I decided to continue with education where I then went on to higher education and went to Sheffield Hallam University where I did an undergraduate in physical activity, sport and health and this was my next step, my next journey um, with what I wanted to do and little did I know it was taking me one step closer to getting into strength and conditioning so I decided to make the jump into higher education where I studied physical activity, sport and health as my undergraduate The course as a whole looked at getting members of the population more physically active, um, whether that being through interventions or initiatives. I also got to learn about a number of things really, including using physical activity as a mechanism to help with the many medical conditions people face today, um, the sociology of sport and physical activity, as well as the business and enterprise side of things. I mean, the course was okay, but it wasn't really for me. I was however able to complete my level 2 gym instructor award and my level 3 certificate in exercise referral thanks to the course. Now I remember being in second year and wondering what the hell I wanted to do with myself. I had about just over a year left before my time at university finished. I had um, an interest in health and fitness but wasn't sure what specifically I wanted to do Um, and I think at the time maybe personal training. I just didn't know, I wasn't sure at all. I didn't want to be a physical activity practitioner or work in the field of exercise referral or care, which are roles that my course kind of led people to go on with um, once they finished it. So I decided to do my level three certificate in personal training in the summer, just before I started my third and final year at uni. Third year came around and with regards to a profession after uni, I just thought, you know, maybe I can pursue a career in personal training and see where it takes me. But I've always told myself that in the long term, I don't really want to work for anybody and I want to be self-employed. And that was the route I've always wanted to take. So at the beginning of the year, my mindset was on personal training. Um, I remember third year starting and checking my emails where I came across an advertisement for the Team Hallam Strength and Conditioning Internship. 
and at this time I didn't know what strength and conditioning was all I could picture was those huge facilities that they have in America and at the time it was associated with a gym based environment and working with athletes so I thought why not and I just applied for the role. I was quickly accepted and began my journey into strength and conditioning. I started off as a junior intern on the internship where I would volunteer some time weekly to shadow the current strength and conditioning coaches while they coach their teams. I avoided traditional housekeeping duties compared to the other interns who would just have to clean um, the S&C suite, the whole shift. So that was kind of a bonus really. I just remember I mainly shadowed Andrew Langford, who at the time was the S&C coordinator. He was basically the boss man. I got to know him as the year went on and found out he was the strength and conditioning coach for the men's GB senior team at one point of his career. He also played basketball in the States and had a passion for the sport really. So from the get-go, we had things in common. He was the S&C coach for many teams at Hallam, but me personally, I was fixated on the men's basketball team. As the year went on, my passion for SNC grew. My role from shadowing progressed rapidly to delivering warm-ups and giving exercise demonstrations for the men's basketball team. Um, I remember also assisting Jordan Webster, who was an assistant SNC coach at the time, and I assisted him with the men's basketball team with delivery and testing to the point where he kind of gave me full reign of the team. He would program and I would deliver the sessions and it all kind of progressed rapidly in the blink of an eye. Now at this point, despite not playing the game, I had an interest in basketball still. Um, I would watch my friends compete. I would still watch NBA. I would keep up with college basketball. And on top of that, I got to coach and deliver strength and conditioning sessions with the men's basketball team at Team Hallam. So as mentioned, things progress really quick and as a result of like my dedication, motivation and competency toward my role as a junior intern within the internship, I was actually given an award, Coach Academy Student of the Year. And that was, you know, that was kind of a blessing really, you know, for people to kind of notice the work I was putting in and the things I was doing really as a junior intern and a volunteer. So how the internship worked is that there was like a free tier system. You come into the internship and you start off as a junior intern with the aims of at first shadowing and then progressing onto the year to maybe becoming more confident to do some exercise delivery. Once you fulfill your role as a junior intern within the academic year and the SNC coach was happy with your role and with your progression, you then could move on to a lead intern which basically meant that you would have your own team for the academic year and you'd be in charge of them so you would program for them and you would deliver their sessions and then above a lead intern was a graduate intern where you'd be paid and you'd be on a contract with team Hallam as an SNC coach and this was a role basically if you had graduated from your undergraduate I think it was 12 and a half hours a week 13 hours a week and as mentioned, you had your own teams and you delivered their SNC sessions. So at the time I had finished my role as a junior intern and I had finished my third year, I submitted my dissertation and went straight to Jamaica to kick back and relax. And I remember getting back from Jamaica and during that summer I had heard that they were 
opening roles for the graduate intern SNC coaches. As mentioned, you get paid, you would work about 13 hours a week and you would have your own teams to deliver sessions to and look after for the whole year. But also you would assist in the delivery of, you know, the Team Hallam SNC provision and you would be somewhat of a figurehead among the other interns. So I heard about that role being advertised, but at the same time, I also found out that Sheffield Hallam were creating a new course, specifically Strength and Conditioning Coaching, which would start in September. So literally in a few months, this course would start. And the conditions were that if you wanted to apply for the role as a graduate intern, you would have to apply for the masters as well because the masters worked hand in hand and in tandem with the internship. So guess what I did? I applied for the masters in strength and conditioning coaching, but also I applied for the graduate intern SNC coach role at Team Hallam. And I was fortunate enough to get onto the masters, but also get one of the four graduate SNC coach roles. So I was quite fortunate really. So I'm doing my master's now in strength and conditioning coaching, but also I am a graduate strength and conditioning coach. I coached quite a few teams, which included men's and women's basketball, men's and women's lacrosse, women's rugby union, tennis, and so on. So there was a range of sports for me to kind of immerse myself within and apply my knowledge from the masters, but also use the knowledge and the findings that I did outside of the university. So imagine now many months prior to starting the masters and the role as an SNC coach, I was in third year thinking about pursuing a career in personal training, whereas I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do myself at the time. I got myself involved within the internship and I wasn't really sure where things were gonna take me, but I enjoyed my role as a junior intern and SNC was something new to me. It was a new challenge for me to conquer as I kind of came into the role as a junior intern and the role as a graduate intern, not really having the background that SNC requires, more specifically the sports science side of things. Um, my undergraduate didn't have anything to do with sport and exercise science. So that was something that really bothered me throughout my role as a junior intern, but more so as a graduate intern I felt like I was quite behind on a lot of things and it kind of led me to play catch up really and I still am to this day but as a coach you're always learning you're always immersing yourself with new things and I just find myself reading a lot and at the time I was reading a lot as well you know I'm looking at research articles anything really up to date about SNC sport and exercise science and whether I can um, depict it and kind of put it in my own practices as, as a coach so yeah SNC was a challenge for me to conquer as a junior intern I completed my level two award in strength and conditioning and I remember starting to consider a career pathway in SNC but always thought about how I could link it with my ongoing passion for basketball and little did I know this was one step closer to creating overtime strength and conditioning so yeah, like I'm doing my masters, I'm studying, I'm coaching. As a graduate coach, I'm getting paid to do it. And I'm enjoying myself really. And I remember it coming to around February, March times when we coronavirus started to become a huge thing. And yeah, 
we got hit with our first lockdown and at the time it was quite a relief you know less class even though I, we didn't really go into class much and less coaching which was a good and bad thing at the time and and it was strange because you know you've just been suddenly taken out of a routine um, that you've been doing for months now and it was quite unorthodox really I didn't really know how to feel I was quite happy I was quite annoyed I was quite sad um, you know as mentioned you know going from doing something to then kind of doing nothing if that makes sense so yeah we got hit with our first lockdown and I think it was in March and my contract as a graduate SNC coach finished in August um, so that first lockdown kind of concluded my role as a graduate SNC coach because we didn't know when we was coming out of lockdown and it turns out we was in it for a while so that concluded my role it was cut short because of the first lockdown but I kind of took it as a blessing really like despite not being able to coach anymore and trying to coach from an online perspective and platform which was different and there wasn't really as much engagement but at the same time it was a blessing because it helped me move on to my next steps now i just remember kind of sitting down and thinking to myself like we're in a lockdown we can't really do anything and i have an assessment due in for my masters but i kind of wasn't really taking it seriously you know as mentioned i'm out i'm outside on my university routine so studying and working from home especially doing assessments became really weird I would kind of, I would still do my work, but I would kind of spend less time doing it, um, if that made sense, because I had more things to do from an overall perspective of thinking about my next steps. So I did spend a lot of time during the first lockdown in March, mind mapping, thinking about what I wanted to do and how I wanted to get there, really. And I sat down and kind of thought about the idea of starting something which links back to the whole idea of I've always wanted to have something of my own and be self-employed so yeah I had so much time to sit down think and kind of come up with a plan of what I wanted to do and how how I was going to do it sorry and then before you know it things started to click I still had passion for the game of basketball despite not physically playing within that environment and I kind of noticed a gap in the market in the UK really like how many strength and conditioning coaches are out there that kind of specifically focus on basketball performance but also look to create a community which invites all people fans parents kids or people who just have an interest in the sport to kind of immerse themselves within a platform or a brand that discusses all things basketball and strength and conditioning and I thought this would be a great idea to pursue as I believe this gap was evident and before you know it I had an idea that was rationalised now I had to just think of a name and the branding side of things i.e. the image etc etc so before you know it I actually created myself a logo which to this day you see as the half basketball and half weight that was pretty simple to do and I think it kind of really summed up my whole brand from the strength and conditioning side but also the basketball side of things as well and then it came to the actual name 
over time in which my partner actually came up with and she kind of rationalized the half weight and half basketball logo looking like the shape of an O and before you know it she put overtime together where then a name was created for the brand but also it's inner meanings and messages as well so you think about overtime specifically in basketball it's gone past the fourth quarter and it's crunch time now so you want to be in the best shape that you can be for this quarter physically and mentally to gain a competitive advantage over your competition so you are prepared so you are overtime ready so you have that side but then you also have overtime as in putting in additional hours or extra work and that's something i kind of wanted to amplify with the brand as well putting athletes regardless of their skill set or level in a position where they can put in extra work for their benefit again creating these athletes that have positive mindsets are motivated to put in the work and as a result they have this competitive advantage for when it comes to overtime in a game and they're ready to hoop they're ready to kick ass because they're physically and mentally in a better state than their opposition so can you see where things are starting to piece together with the whole name overtime and voila there you have it you have a brand with a meaning it's rationalized it sounds good it looks good and now it just kind of needs to be put into fruition and that led me to create the instagram page and the facebook page and this led me to where i am today i've essentially created a platform as mentioned for all hoopers people of the basketball community fans parents kids to engage with through the basketball side of things and the strength and conditioning side of things and I'm happy to be in the place that I am now. I'm thankful for everybody that's engaged with my content, that's DM me, that's asked me questions, that's supported and still supporting to this day. You know, I take pride in this brand and I really want to do well with it. So I'm really excited and interested to see how far it can go. So there you have it, a glimpse into my life as an individual from a young hooper all the way to becoming a strength and conditioning coach and essentially owning my own business. Despite this being a small reflection and glimpse into my life, I hope you've kind of got an understanding of where I've come from to where I am now. I mean, if it was up to me, I'd love to tell you all the specifics, but we'll be here all day. So I've kind of given you a glimpse into my life and as mentioned i'm quite thankful for this journey that i've been on the people that i've met the people that i've come across the things i've done from a basketball side of things you know meeting all my friends to this day achieving so much within a small period of time kind of sitting here now and reflecting on everything again helps me to be thankful you know for phil ben and everybody really then from the strength and conditioning side of things you know meeting people who kind of had a different mindset to me and coming from a different background you know a special shout out to the three overgraduate interns that i worked with during my master's year ashley stokes dylan martins and matthew abel three great people three great minds but also the people on my course the snc coaching course a bunch of great people really I understand that I'm still a young coach in the game and I'm still willing to learn. I'm a student of the process, so I'm going to continue to keep learning and immersing myself within, you know, research, basketball and anything that's going to help me to become a better coach and help with the brand. So keep an eye out for upcoming things with the brand. We've got big things coming. I've got big visions and I'm going to do it. I'm going to put them into place because that's who I am. 
stay tuned with the podcast episodes as well we're gonna have some guests on board and we're gonna talk about again all things basketball a range of things within basketball and strength and conditioning so i hope you've enjoyed the first episode of the podcast and this episode has helped you to kind of get to know me more as an individual and how i've come to where i am now make sure you check out my instagram page at overtime.sc and my facebook page overtime strength and conditioning be sure to reach out and ask me any questions if need be make some suggestions with the brand make some suggestions about the podcast episodes what do you want to see what do you want to hear remember i appreciate each and every one of you and i'll catch you on the next episode peace